0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview and today on the show I'm finally here to talk about Tenet. I am very, very excited about this movie because Christopher Nolan, my favorite director, is uh, finally back directing another movie, another science fiction movie, specifically, which has me excited, because, uh, his last movie, Dunkirk, uh, I wasn't crazy about, personally, that's, uh, easily his, his weakest movie, in my opinion, uh, but, Inception, Interstellar, The Dark Knight Trilogy, all of those movies, just absolutely fantastic movies. Some of my all-time favorite movies are movies that Christopher Nolan has created, and so... I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. This is uh, one of the first movies that's actually coming out in theaters again now that theaters are reopening. And Christopher Nolan was like really pushing that, you know, pushing for his movie to only be in theaters and for it to... Uh, to be the one to kind of open the theaters to get people back in to the theaters go support your local theater by the way uh, if you if you haven't gone to see a movie in theaters for a while you, you probably haven't due to the everything that's been going on here but go support your local theaters because they're uh, they're struggling and and uh one around me died but then was bought up by a different company and so it's back they're all struggling amc almost went down the tubes which is like one of the biggest theater chains so that's kind of crazy but yeah we're not talking about that let's talk about tenant. all i have for you is a word It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones too. Use it carefully. Tenet. Armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world. A protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. That is the official, like, Warner Brother Pictures synopsis of this movie, and that is the most confusing garbage I've ever heard, but that's all you're getting from me. To do what I do. I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. I'm not saying Armageddon here. No. Something worse. Themes, messages, ideas. This is the part of the show where I dive into the themes of Tenet. What was Tenet trying to tell us as an audience? And this is the kind of movie where... It definitely ends and it leaves you thinking. It's a movie that leaves you thinking, but honestly, it's more of a movie that leaves you thinking about how the story is constructed and how all the pieces fit together and all that kind of stuff, more so than the deeper, interesting themes, particularly. Not that they aren't there, uh, but... When I was left thinking about the movie, I wasn't so much left thinking about the themes of the movie as deeply as perhaps intended, but as deeply as I expected, maybe. Um, But, I mean, they are certainly there, but uh, much like the movie, they are a little bit difficult to decipher, I think. Uh, (laughs) A theme in this movie, I would say, is that... The, the world works in a certain way, and nothing you can do or, or think about it changes the way that it works. The world just, it, it just it just kind of works in a certain way, and that's just kind of the way it is. So from that, that kind of idea, like, okay, there is no relative truth is kind of the idea there, right? You know, everything just is the way that it is, which is true, you know? I mean, you, you have to believe that there is definitive truth... If you want to believe that anything is is true at all right you know uh the bible is true it's not true for one person and untrue for a different person because then it would just be it would just be untrue right because you can't have it both ways you know uh first john 4 6 uh we are from god and whoever knows god listens to us but whoever is not from god does not listen to us This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So, we're from God, so we should be able to recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. A definitive false and a definitive truth that does exist, whether you can decipher that or not, or whether you know that or not. So, in that aspect, I would say, okay, yes, I see that kind of theme in the movie a little bit, and I go, oh, okay, yes, I I would agree with that, but then they also kind of got this twist where they're like, but having different beliefs about how it works is all good, even though if it is a definitive way that the world works, there are going to be certain beliefs that are untrue, right, but I I don't know, there's kind of this weird vague quote from a character that's like oh you just gotta you gotta have faith and it's it's just kind of so odd and and vague and i'm just kind of going wait what though like because you know faith in and of itself doesn't do anything and you believing in and of something in and of itself doesn't necessarily do anything you know it's it's faith without works is nothing right so you gotta have the the works with the faith but if you have faith that is in a falsehood, then the works that come out of that faith will fail because they're based on something that's not true, right? They're based on something that's false, not real, right? Um, but, But here they got kind of this weird, like, okay, there is this definitive truth, there's kind of this definitive way the world works, but then the different people kind of see it and they go, oh, but I think it works this way, oh, I think it works this way, but then they're just kind of all like, oh, okay, sure, okay, and it's, it's like, wait, but it's it only works one of the ways, and it's kind of it seems to be shown that it only works one of the ways, and yet they're still like, oh, it's cool to believe the other way too or something. I I don't get it. I <laughs> it 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 seems like I'm missing something that in the themes of this movie. I I, I really think I'm missing a key element that will help me further understand some of what this movie is is talking about. This is the kind of movie where a rewatch would be helpful to uh, piece together certain things in the movie, and uh, the themes are definitely one of those things. So I, I was left a little bit uh, confused overall about the themes of Tenet. I gather you have an interest in a certain Russian national might just bring me in. You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel? No. Inversion? Aim it and pull the trigger. You're shooting the bullet. You're catching it. As I said in my intro, Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite direct- is my favorite director of all time. And so, I was extremely excited for this movie, and the more I saw from this movie, it really seemed like a a step towards what he did in Inception, and that style of movie, and that had me really excited going into this movie. It's a big mystery, you know, what what exactly is going on in this movie. Even the the description that I read earlier in there is like, oh, that- even that's kind of like a weird, vague mystery as to what is actually going on in this movie. And so I'm going to do my best not to spoil any of that kind of stuff, but I will say I was happy coming out of this movie because I, I very much enjoyed my time watching Tenet. I mean, first off, just some of the science fiction concepts that they're playing with here are just awesome. They're just so cool. It's They're playing with kind of this time travel-ish kind of stuff, uh, but done in ways that I've never seen before. You know, maybe you could point to a movie where this has been done before or something, but this is done in ways that I've never quite seen before that are extremely cool, and I I, I want to see more of this, you know? It's like, whether it's a sequel to this movie or a spinoff or, or something, I want to see more of this kind of Time travel, time manipulation kind of stuff that's going on in this movie because it's very strange but extremely cool. I really, really like it. John David Washington is the protagonist of this movie, and I really like this guy, I, I, I don't really recognize him from anything previously, but I really enjoyed his performance here, he brings some, like, some of the amazement that you would have to some of this crazy stuff that's going on, but also, like, the cool, calm, and collected, like, super spy type of demeanor, you know, that's, uh, kind of a good blend there, maybe I would have leaned a little bit further into some of the amazement sometimes, but, very, very good performance from him. Uh, Robert Pattinson, I, I thought he was great in this movie, man. I, I really enjoyed his relationship with uh, John David Washington's character. And uh, I'm still kind of questioning whether this is going to be the guy that pulls off Batman, you know, in a in a year or so, whenever that Batman movie comes out with him. But he was great in this movie. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, dude, he's the, the villain in this movie. And, dude, he did a great job at just making you hate this character man like th- this villain i just disliked this guy so much <laughs> just a really a really good villain and and one that's a fairly believable villain too it's not just like you know evil mustache twirling villain necessarily uh there was there was enough to his character beyond that as well and just a really good villain there overall character wise there's a lot of great stuff in here but it's I, th- I think they're a little bit less developed than a lot of C- Christopher Nolan's other movies you know they're the, the the relationships and stuff aren't as well developed in my opinion as something like inception or interstellar uh, and so it it did disappoint me a, a little bit in that respect because I I guess I just because I know Christopher Nolan can do better uh, but It didn't disappoint me very much because they are some good characters in here. Action, oh my goodness, the action in this movie is fantastic, man, it's so great. Even when it's just the the regular action, where just like people going in with guns or just whatever, you know, even the regular action sequences that don't have any of the science fiction elements, they're so cool, And, and like, so well filmed, so well choreographed, and so incredibly intense. Uh, But then, once you add some of those science fiction elements into some of these action sequences, it's just, it's like Inception with the, the hallway fight sequence where they're flying all over the place. It's just very inventive action sequences like that that are wholly unique to this movie. I've never seen action sequences done like they're done in this movie, and I think, in some ways, I think he could have pushed certain elements of that even harder, but the fact that it's, that they're as cool as they are, I just, I love it. The action is so awesome. Uh, The cinematography, just absolutely gorgeous, amazing-looking cinematography, as per usual with uh, most of Christopher Nolan's movies, I would say, just fantastic cinematography. Uh, The score, the score is just absolutely amazing. I I loved it. When I heard it, I totally thought it was Hans Zimmer. Uh both because he Hans Zimmer does most of Christopher Nolan's movies and also because it it kind of sounds like the the uh, Hans Zimmer type style, but it's not. It's Ludwig Göransson. He scored this movie and did an absolutely fantastic job. Just at, at times the soundtrack is very booming in this movie and then, you know, other times it's a lot more A little more subtle, you know, but just, it it just makes everything so much more riveting and edge of your seat and everything, and just done so well, man. This, this score, I'm gonna say a score is probably gonna get an Oscar nomination by the time the year comes to an end. Just really, really good. Now, if we're gonna move to negatives here, uh, there's not a lot for me to talk about in that respect, but... Uh, this movie, it throws a lot of information at you, and a lot of it, like, very early on, and a lot of it's through dialogue, even throughout the whole movie, there's a lot of it coming at you through dialogue and stuff, and for a lot of this movie, you're in the dark as to, like, what's really going on, and so, for me personally like, getting a bunch of information that I don't exactly understand about something that I, I I definitely don't understand for the first, like, half of the movie, at least. I mean, it leaves me to forget a lot of the information early on that, you know, kind of helped me to understand some of the stuff later on. If you know what I'm saying, if I am making any sense here? Uh, there's so much information given to you. So much of it is through dialogue and just... It, it leads to me forgetting a lot of information that I should not be forgetting, but it's, it's given to me about something that I don't understand, and so I don't have anything to connect it to, and so it just falls off in my mind, and so I get, I, I get the overarching story of this, I get, you know, some of the details, but there is a lot of details in here, that I still am not sure about. And I still have questioning in my mind. And see this is like the kind of negative where. Really it's more that I should probably go back and just rewatch the movie. And I'll understand it even better. And I'll probably like it even better. So it's, it's the kind of negative where it's like, this is such a complex weaving kind of movie that I really need to see it again. Much in the same way that Inception was, though I feel like I got more of Inception the first time watching it than I did with this movie. This is the kind of movie that needs to be re-watched to finish piecing everything together Again, you know, it's it's complex, and it just it throws you right into the deep end, right off the bat, you know? And it, it gives... When I give my final score here, it might be a bit lower than you're expecting, but there is potential for this to go up with further rewatches of this movie, and as I come to understand this movie a little bit further. But all in all, ultimately, I really... Enjoy this movie. It is intense. It's strange. It's inventive, and it is a return to form for Christopher Nolan. I love it. Well, I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. Your duty transcends national interests. This is about survival. It seems bold. Bold, I'm fine with. I thought you were gonna say nuts. where our rules How would you like to die? Old. Oh. You chose the wrong profession. Tenet is rated PG-13 for intense sequences of violence and action, some suggestive references, and brief, strong language. I would give it a 4 out of 5 stars on the enjoyability scale. This reversing the flow of time... Doesn't us being here now mean it never happened? You want to crash a plane? But not from the air. No, it's so dramatic. Well, how big a plane? That part is a little dramatic. So there's my thoughts on Tenet. I really, really enjoyed it, but some things, mainly my lack of understanding about certain things, uh, left me uh, a a little bit less liking it than I ultimately wanted to, but I I think that definitely could change on rewatches, and this is the kind of movie that I'm definitely gonna watch again. I will probably watch it again in theaters. There's, you know, I, I hope to go... See it in theaters with somebody else or something and then maybe we can talk about it then and stuff Uh, If I come to any greater conclusions about the themes or about the movie in general Maybe I could do another episode or I could do a bonus episode or something about it But for now, that's it this is all for the David Helix Reviews Podcast, a podcast that is a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web, all funneled to christiangeekcentral.com. Check it out. That's it for this time, guys. Uh, coming up soon should be a review of Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Bill and Ted Face the Music. I'm going to review that entire trilogy and probably the next Episode uh, And also coming up should be the next episode of the uh, the Best of the Decade series. Uh, there was several things that have been coming out that I wanted to talk about on the show, so I'm trying to get those episodes out, and then I'll get right back to the Best of the Decade episodes. That's my intention anyway. We'll see how that goes. That's it for this time, guys. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast, signing out. Bye-bye, guys.